0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace Stan Culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock and while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a cast member of the up and coming OMS TV show Stylish as well as the CEO of FY Models, the world that Stylish is going to take us into for a wild new ride. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show Kid Pro. How are you, gentlemen?
1: I'm doing very well. How about yourself?
0: I am so, so good, so happy to have you here. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How were your how were your holidays? All the things.
1: The holidays were pretty, pretty good. But, oh, see, that goes into how I'm feeling. You know, it was just 12 degrees in Atlanta the other day. Now it's 61. So I definitely have a cold from this bipolar weather Atlanta's given. But I'm here and alive and, you know, very happy to be on your platform.
0: I appreciate you so much. Bipolar weather and sickness and all. My appreciation goes to you. Thank you. Thank you so, 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 so much. No problem. Now, tell
1: my audience, who is Kid Fro? <laughs> ooh, introduction. Uh, let's see. Kid,
0: <laughs> Kid Fro is
1: a Brooklyn native. Kid Fro is a lover of fashion. Kid Fro is an emotional Aquarius. What else? Kid Fro is a, ooh, Kid Fro is just a person in this world. First of all, let's say it this way. Kid Fro is a Black man because me and my, um, Me and my dude, and I think y'all know him, Tramel, but me and my dude was just talking about this, and I was just telling him how, you know, I'm just so big on black men, and I just want black men to win. So I definitely have to make sure I put that in there to understand that I'm a black man in America who's, you know, fighting for success for not only myself, but just for my community as well.
0: I absolutely love that where you're on the right platform for the pro blackness, because it could. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows we back the black and we back and we blackity black, so... Okay. We appreciate the sentiment. Shout out to all the black men that are listening.
1: Emphasis on that. Hello.
0: Now, tell me, when did you fall in love with reality TV?
1: I think my love for reality TV goes back to the days of, like, College Hill, Real World, Road Rules, things of that sort. Like, you know... Uh, being in high school, like that, to be honest, being at when I was in high school, College Hill was a big thing, and College Hill was so important because that was what was inspiring a lot of our Black individuals, our Black brothers and sisters to actually go get higher education. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was when I fell in love with reality TV because that was part of the reason why I even went to college and got a degree.
0: How do you think you would have fared on your favorite reality show? Uh-huh. How do you think you would have done on College Hill?
1: so to be very honest i'm an introvert of sorts like i'm really the type of person who likes to be in my own world i like my own specific group of people you get what i am saying? i love everybody i love meeting new people but i still like to be kind of reserved if that makes sense so i think i would have fared pretty pretty well um i'm the type of person just like i do now i would have done it then i would have really showed a more professional business educational and intelligent side instead of being one of the people who were all about the mess you get what i'm saying there's a lot of different things that brings brings ratings to a show. And of course, the drama is one of them, but I would be one of the people who brought the ratings by, you know, inspiring my Black brothers and sisters. You you get what I'm saying? I would have been the the Mm -hmm. person that everybody was tuning in to see what their move was, to see what uh, we were talking about, the person that was spreading the the knowledge. So I think I would have fared fairly well.
0: I absolutely love that. Was there a specific reality star that you watched growing up that made you feel represented enough to want to do it for yourself? Or was the introversion just introverted?
1: Huh. that is actually a great question. So I'm gonna have to say Milan from um, Black College. So a lot of people don't know this, but Milan from Royal Housewives of Dubai is the same Milan that was from Black College. Uh, excuse me, uh, College Hill. I don't know if I said black college before, but the Milan from College Hill is the same Milan that's on Real Housewives of Dubai. And I've looked into her a lot, whether it be from her growth from the two platforms or whether it be from her owning her own multi-million dollar clothing brand or the other businesses that she invests in. And it even goes as far as, even though I know her husband isn't African-American, but just, you know, getting them to know more about their relationship and how they navigate with them being an interracial um, marriage especially an interracial marriage in Dubai like I think but of course stemming all the way back from her being a pageant queen and that being the basis of her being on College Hill so she definitely was somebody that I feel like I looked into I resonated with whatever the case may be because she not only was a pageant queen but of course she was into fashion and things of that sort so she was definitely kind of like my spirit animal at the time
0: absolutely love that now now when did you discover fashion
1: so realistically i would say i was always into it but just in a different field if that makes sense so when i was in high school like i was i was always known for like having the newest you know newest J's, always being fly whatever the case may be but when i was in high school um the way we dress now wasn't what it was back then like when i was in high school we were wearing ed hardy we were wearing black label kuji rock um what's the other thing like uh anichi uh ivizu things of that sort so those were like that was what was their style then so i was always known for having like the the latest in those designers um always having the latest J's. whatever J dropped i always had it like it wasn't it wasn't a thing, and you know, back when I was in high school, fake stuff. I mean, it's still a thing now, but like people were really big on like wearing fake stuff. But my stuff was always legit. I always got it directly from you know the website or directly from the store that was selling it, whatever the case may be. So I always loved it back when I was in high school. But as far as making it a making it a uh, career, I was it wasn't a thought of mine to make it a career until I was actually in college. That's when I really mm-hmm. kind of like shift gears and decided to take it to the next level in that aspect.
0: So what was the role that you originally set out to play in the fashion industry when you made that move in college?
1: So I wanted to be a model and I'm not gonna say I wanted to be because I actually found a lot of success in being a model, but nice. I started pursuing modeling in high, uh, in college. So when I was in college, um, I was a freshman, my, when I first went to college, I ended up meeting a best friend of mine by the name of Zoe Dupree. And I used to be really rough around the edges. Like, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, so, you know, I was a product <laughs> of my environment. I'm a, I was a we product love of Brooklyn my, my on this show. Right. So, you know, I was rough around the edges. I used to find myself getting in trouble or, you know, having little issues here and there. Like, my attitude was really... It was really thin, like it, the littlest thing would set me off. So I met him and he kind of like, you know, took me under his wing, introduced me to the industry and I started modeling and it kind of just went from there.
0: Very nice. So who were the models that were your muses?
1: Ooh, so when I first got in the industry, my biggest inspiration was a model by the name of Corey Baptiste. He's a right. black model. He's from Brooklyn as well. He did amazing things like that was who I had my eyes on. So a lot of people always be, when people get into the industry, of course, they like the Naomi Campbells, things of that sort. But as far as men, like men usually go straight for like Tyson Beckford or right. Boris Kojo or people like that. So when I first got into it, Corey Baptiste was my idol, like I, everything about him was amazing. And then as I got more into it and started doing more research, and I still love him as a model, you know, he Mm -hmm. broke barriers, but I think my favorite model now from a male aspect is a Hispanic model by the, or Latino model by the name of John Cortagarena. And Mm -hmm. he's amazing, like he, First of all, I just I first kind of like took notice of him because my favorite designer is Roberto Cavalli. And Hello. I noticed him walking for a Roberto Cavalli show. And when I saw him, I just was like, oh, my God, who is that? I have to, you know, see who this is. And as I did some research, I just started looking and looking from his commercials to his campaigns all the way down to his editorial print work. He's just astonishing to me
0: absolutely love shout out to them so at what point in your modeling career did you think that there that there was another shift that had to happen and what was the initial what was the sparking moment that made you want to create fy models
1: so it was when i actually um attended new york fashion week and i attended with a a group because i was a freelance model that i attended with a group that was out of chicago so which is crazy because talking about the show two of the models that i met during that trip are actually on the show as well which is sean mitch and Aaliyah farrell so i went to new york fashion week with the same group that they went with and you know to kind of sum it up and not to kind of like too much on any particular people it just wasn't the the group wasn't what I wanted to see for us if that makes sense and of course the, the trip was organized by a black individual and shout out to him but it just was I wanted to see more for us you get what i'm saying because this was basically a group with uh black models who were trying to get into the industry they wanted to you know be a part they wanted to advance and i think it was a great starting point so let me say it this way i didn't need the trip per se um, I my mentor, I actually have a mentor by the name of Elliot Carlisle. He's on the CFPA. he does a lot of major things within the fashion industry as a whole. So mm-hmm. when it comes to New York Fashion Week, he's also well involved as well. So I I didn't need the trip per se, but I did also didn't want to attend New York Fashion Week just being under his wing. You get what I'm saying? I didn't what? he's helped he's helped me a lot. He's done amazing things for me, but I don't want to be that person who's I don't want to have to depend on him for a crutch so I was like let me go ahead and look into this other route and see you know what they talking about when I went to New York Fashion Week with that group of people that's when I realized like all right there's a lot of there's a lot to be yearned for our people so I wanted to be one of those people that's kind of like providing uh, opportunity and providing that advantage for our people because Working with, you know, my best friend Zoe Dupree, working with my mentor, Elliot Carlisle, I've experienced some of the most amazing moments within the fashion industry. I've attended um, <clears throat> I've attended Alexander Wayne's party. I've been at Tom's Brown sh- Tom Brown shows. I've been at Brandon Maxwell shows. One moment. Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me.
1: Excuse me, but I've attended all these things, so I wanted to be the person to kind of like provide that to other people
0: absolutely and i love that you have that initiative to want to reach back and bring other people up with you i think that's very commendable and needed um when it comes to modeling what is the fashion moment that you that you haven't had yet like what's your glory moment in modeling or let me reframe what's been your most fulfilling model What's been your most fulfilling moment in modeling so far? And what's the fashion moment that you're still waiting to have?
1: So I think my most fun, fulfilling moment is I did walk New York Fashion Week and I walked for like five different major designers before. So that was like amazing. Thank you. Um, the moment that I want to have isn't necessarily just a modeling moment, but my moment that I want to have the fashion as a whole. I've been, I've gotten kind of like eyes on me from uh, GQ magazine before and New York Times. Um, But the moment I want, I really, really want to get like Vogue. I really want Vogue, like even if it's a feature, even if it's just kind of like a quick street style shot, whatever the case may be. I just want to be in Vogue in some way, shape, form, fashion. Absolutely love
0: that. Or Harper's Bazaar. Okay. Shout out to both of them. Let's manifest that, keep it on the vision board, use this platform to put it further out into the universe. I don't know if Anna listens to Real Reality Realness, but if she does, hey girl. Um, (laughs) But getting back into reality television, what made you make the decision to do Stylish? And what was the casting process like for you? so
1: to be very transparent um jt who's the producer and the founder of stylish she's actually one mm-hmm. of my best friends so she came to me and she told me that she wanted to do this and i've always been like super supportive of her but her biggest thing was trying to get me a part to be a part of it i'm not um while i may be a fan of reality tv i wasn't never really had a true desire to be a part of it so she asked me like seven different times to be a part of the show and each time she asked me I would always say no like I'm so serious she'll be like so you're going to be a part of the show and I'm like no like just Mm -hmm. straight out I'm not not doing that but I think her knowing me she kind of like caught on that if she kept asking me it was going to be a no so she basically after the seventh time she basically just came to me and was like "All right, you're being a part of the show I need you here at this day to do this and i'm just sitting there on the phone like uh okay i guess <laughs> like that's that's a different way to approach it instead of giving you an option because it's kind of like uh it was a chris jenner moment chris jenner always says if you get if if you talk to somebody and they tell you no you're talking to the wrong person but in jt's mind it was like all right if i talk to you and you tell me no then i'm gonna stop giving you the choice and make it I'm not gonna make it an option no more now this is mandatory so she, instead of just being like are you gonna do the show and me continuously telling her no it was like all right you're doing the show and you need to be here on this day and i was just like oh, okay girl
0: <laughs> that's the most beautiful lack of consent story i've ever heard right <laughs> love that for you guys <laughs> shout out to jt she's been on the show before love her uh i i just think that's so funny it's like oh you know and you know we don't get into king shaming here but i love that she had to daddy you into it she was like no you're gonna do it it's okay don't worry about it it's all right babe. basically you're gonna be here on this like her. day <laughs> it's like don't worry about it suge you're gonna be here on this day we're filming at this time I'll send you the contract yeah, and and I'll just expect it back on Monday thanks love you alright cool let's go get drinks later
1: that's yeah. exactly how that went so yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> love that I absolutely love it. And, and, and she didn't tell me that story but that's probably how I would have gone about it if I wanted you one, one to show bad enough I would have just stopped like proposing it to you like it's something you don't want to do and just propose it like it's something you already agreed to
1: that is a great
0: you know I do what I can okay I do what I can <laughs> now did you have a now that you've actually well I can't even say you decided but once you've actually gone to set and started to participate was there a specific intention that you had going into doing reality TV was there a story not necessarily a quote-unquote story that you wanted to tell the audience what did you want us to get from you on reality television
1: so I will say yes um after you know she bullied me into doing this I was definitely (laughs) saying that my whole thing was to give looks and to provide opportunities and to give inspiration so my my presence and my brand for the show I wanted to Give fashion moments, and I wanted to again, as I said in the beginning of the call, I'm really a kind of like how Aaliyah was a uh, Aaliyah as in a singer, she was a girl's girl. I'm kind of mm-hmm. a guy's guy. Like I'm really such an advocate and uh, so inspired by black men. So I wanted to be that person that could inspire other black men who kind of may have an interest or think that their their career home may be into in fashion. I kind of wanted to be that person that they can look at and be like, all right, you know what? He's doing it and he's doing great. So maybe I can do this too. Because for a long time when I was younger, I never really knew what my thing was. You know, like even though I dressed well for whatever the trend was or whatever the style was, at the time, I never really knew what my thing was. Like, you know, <clears throat> being a black man, our, it's usually that you gotta be a rapper or you have to be a football player or a basketball player or, you know, society's going to look at you like you're not productive. If that makes sense, like they really look yep. at us like we're criminals and that we have no talent. We don't do this. We don't do that. So, being younger, I really, I really thought I was supposed to be a rapper. I was going to be a singer. I, at one point, I tried out for a basketball team um, for school. And by the way, I'm terrible at sports. So you can only imagine how that went.
0: I completely get it. <laughs> right. I went through the same process. I was like, mm, this just ain't. This ain't it, like I'm a dancer, dog. Like, just
1: let me dance. Yeah. See? So you, you understand. So I wanted to be that person who could, other little black boys could look at who <clears throat> they're trying, they're trying out for football, they're trying out for basketball, they're trying to be a rapper, they're trying to be a singer, but that's not their thing. Because their thing might be in fashion. So I wanted to be that person that they can look at and be like, all right, that's why nothing else is working because I'm supposed to be over here. And if this, if this Black man can do it and me being a little Black boy, then I can do it too. So that was really my thing that I wanted to bring to um, Stylish. I wanted to bring, you know, just kind of like some, bring a view or an outlook for, that could be a- inspiring to kids, to adults, to whoever. I just want to be able to inspire other Black men.
0: Beautiful. I absolutely love that. Did you have any apprehension joining reality television outside of just, you know, the normal stuff? But, like, was there any, like, personal, like, drawbacks that you were like, "Mm, I should be doing this outside of just the regular, you know, ratchetness and suckery?
1: Um, outside of it, probably, probably not. I think my biggest thing was just making sure that what I was trying to convey got captured correctly. So making sure the production team was going to be available to give me exactly what I needed, because I think nothing is worse than already not really wanting to do something, but doing it because your best friend wants you to, or not even because your best friend necessarily, because your best friend wants you to, because I will say this, JT is my best friend. So of course I want to see her succeed. So leaving- a part of the project, I want to do whatever is going to be necessary to make the project successful. You get what I'm saying? Like she has helped me in a lot of my my business so much. So I definitely now that she has, you know, kind of like hook, line, and sinker to me. It's like all right, this <laughs> I'm gonna be a part of this. Let me make sure that I'm doing what needs to be done to make this a success for her. So, outside of like any apprehensions that it could be possible drama, it was just making sure that. The story that i was trying to convey gets told correctly Nice.
0: now how much of you joining reality television was for yourself and how much was to be that inspiration for the upcoming generations of black men who saw their career aspirations leading towards fashion how much of that was for yourself and how much was for your community
1: I'm going to have to say that 100% of it was for the community because like I said, I'm more of an introvert and I like for my my business to be my business or whatever the case may be. I love to Mm -hmm. go to events. I love to network. I love to meet new people. But as far as just joining something like reality TV, that's not really my niche. That's not really something that I aspire to do. So, you know, doing this was definitely for 100% for providing, just providing a different outlook you get what I'm saying? Like, I do feel like there's not enough, except for I think Married to Medicine per se, and Love and Hip Hop tried it a little bit, and there definitely is a little bit mm-hmm. on, of course, basketball-wise and maybe real house-wise, but more so Married to Medicine is the best outlook for black men, like the black men that's on there,
0: that are doctors and
1: dentists and stuff like that. So I just want to be that person that provides another lane, another outlook on what a successful black man can be. Because to be honest, when people do think of successful black men, they're either, like I said before, they're thinking of rappers or uh, stuff like that, and then you have the few that are maybe like sports players who, you know, you might see them in a suit, or the rappers who are kind of like that's the little bit you might see of them in streetwear. So I wanted to provide that lane of what a black successful man can look like that doesn't look like what society off their pace set out to be. Because I'm very successful, but you may not you don't really see a lot of my type of successful black man on tv
0: Mm -hmm. shout out the representation and shut and shout out to you for having the actual um foresight and the wherewithal to make that your full intention because i know like a lot of people are like you know they want to use it to promote their brand they want to do their their they're doing that, da, da 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 da. And while you're getting that in the process, the intention was more so to put on for you, put on for your community in a more urban category. But um, yeah, like I really appreciate that sentiment because it's like we don't see a lot of people with those intentions going into it. It's like they develop that sense of, oh, I need to represent the community after they realize it once they're already on TV and seeing, oh, people look up to me. Agreed. Absolutely love that for you. Now, how was the actual filming process for you?
1: Um, I would say it definitely had its ups and downs. I would say this. Um, one thing I always tell any creative not only entrepreneur but creator specifically anything that can go wrong will go wrong so i do Absolutely. think um, with jt being kind of like the spearhead of this it was her job to put together a team of talented people which she did but sometimes you can't foresee situations if that makes sense so mm-hmm. you can have the most talented team but especially with like the way the world is going now um you can never for, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't foresee things that could arise so I would okay. definitely say it had its good moments and it had its bad moments because sometimes things just arose that none of us could foresee and then it would be kind of like JT's job to have a plan B, uh, plan A, B, C, D, E, E, D you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. I definitely in certain cases I would see her have these backup plans and sometimes things would still like it would be so crazy she would have a plan b c and d and yet something would still arise to kind of like counteract that b c and d so Mm -hmm. in certain situations things just would get like super weird like i've seen a lot in my time in this industry but her putting this together she definitely had to do her big one so shout out to her because she definitely overcame a lot of challenges and i definitely want to make sure that if nobody else doesn't say it that i at least verbalized that she did her thing like there were things that arose that even me being a creative i wouldn't even have known how to deal with i would look at her dealing with situations like yeah i would have tapped out you no know, f that mm-hmm. productions closed. close the set i'm going home goodbye but she will handle everything like a champ so definitely shout out to her for that
0: absolutely big shout out to her honey Holding it down, man in the ship, one winning the ship, banging the ship, shipping the ship. Shout out to JT. Miss JT, as you all should know. Now, when it comes to your cast specifically, what percentage would you say are your actual friends? And what percentage would you say are just your coworkers? workers
1: Well, to be honest, uh, Stylish was circled around the agency. So everybody on there, I would consider a friend. Now, with that being said, of course, you know, friend, having a friendship is another relationship. It's just like with family. Just because they're your friend doesn't mean you get, you see eye to eye with them all the time. Doesn't mean y'all get along all of the time. But I would say everybody's a friend. Now, we got along 100% of the time. No, (laughs) but Overall, we are friends, and I wouldn't allow anybody outside of our circle to disrespect any of those individuals. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. with, anything that happened between anybody on the cast was definitely for us to handle. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm a very, all right, my issues with you or your issues with me, so that should be handled between us. That's not for anybody else to get involved with. 10
0: million percent. Now, where and it now, was there a moment in the filming where the lines kind of got blurry? Because you, I would imagine, play somewhat of a Shawnee O'Neill role in this show without actually being an executive producer on the show because you are the CEO of the company that this show is, you know, framing. Um, was there a moment where you know, those boundaries between boss and or agent and client and y'all just two cast members on the same platform, did those lines get crossed at all?
1: I would say no. Um, One thing about all of us is we are professionals. Um, Yes, life throws you curveballs, but again, we are professionals. So any situation that arose, we were able to definitely handle it the way it needed to be handled. Um, If it was something that needed to be discussed on a personal level those conversations will happen if it's something that needs to be discussed on a business level those conversations will happen i think our entire team was very good at keeping those uh two kind of situational events separate because as you said it is very easy to kind of blur those lines but with our team we we're trained well let's say it that way
0: (laughs) absolutely love that how do you think your show, Stylish, is going to stand with and stand apart from the other shows in this web reality space?
1: What other shows? I'm playing. <laughs> no. Um, I was
0: about to say, respect. you better speak. That was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, you know not had to add a little spice just right to kind there. of like, you know, get it hot. But no, much respect to everybody. If you were going to
0: leave that right there, that was going to be the title of the episode. What other shows?
1: <laughs> oh, no, I can't Guys, do that because... Damn. I don't need anybody attacking me, but I do want to take this opportunity to say shout out to everybody else, any and everybody else who is on a a different show. Um, Being that we are on the OMS TV platform, I do know that there's other reality shows that's on there. I will say I don't necessarily watch all of them to be very transparent, but, you know, much respect to them. I don't, you know, with me not watching it, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the people, but much respect to them. I'm pretty sure everybody's hardworking. I'm pretty sure everyone's talented, but I will say that Stylish brings a different type of talent. We are, let's just say we're driven in a different way. We're talented in a different way. Like, we are really a con- entirely different form of black excellence like the show um young rich africans that was on netflix you would think that we're giving that type of vibe like we are some young rich um talented african americans that's going to make sure we keep everybody tuned in we're going to keep it light fun and positive you know it might be a little spice here and there but we're not going to let any drama Um, take over what we have going on even if there's a little bit of drama you're still going to understand that we are business owners we're entrepreneurs we are in the industry for real like there's and not saying this for anybody on any other shows but there's a lot of creatives who say they're in the industry that are not really in the industry but we're really in the industry we really have things that we represent and we really have families to feed so you're going to see a lot of that within the show come on substance
0: shout out to substance shout out to real stories real ambition real hustle we love that what do you think the most fulfilling thing has been for you to film this season without giving without giving away too much
1: i will say there is a particular event there's a particular event that me and j2 uh, me and jt excuse me this cold has to be not able to talk
0: (laughs) you're fine love
1: but there's a particular event that me and JT went to that I think, I think we were definitely giving um, reality TV. And when I say that, I mean like we were giving like Housewives of Dubai at this event. This event mm-hmm. was very. It was the we were with the Joneses, as my mother would call it. Like we were really Love. we were at an event with real millionaires and real billionaires. I'll say that. Mm-hmm
0: absolutely love that. Now, is that the thing that you look most forward to seeing unfold or being shown this season? Or is there a moment or an event specifically from your your experience filming that you're most looking forward to seeing playback?
1: I think I'm actually looking forward to everything, everything that I was a part of, everything
0: that I wasn't a part of.
1: I'm actually just really in tune to seeing the show in general
0: brilliant i can't wait jt told me february her birthday coming so i'm looking forward to the birthday to the show to the thing she ain't give me no date yet i ain't gonna push nobody i ain't gonna ask you since she didn't tell me I'll also by the way my it. birthday's february
1: 4th just throwing that out there
0: hey happy birthday all oh, this black history born in black history man okay
1: <laughs>
0: okay black excellence to another level, honey. I'm bored during Black People's Month. Get into it. Okay? I love that for you. Now, what has doing reality TV taught you about people?
1: I definitely have learned that reality TV can both... I would say reality TV can bring out different sides of people. And usually when people say that, they're usually talking about people doing it up for reality tv but I think a lot of people can downplay for reality tv as well and I'll say that I think I'm one of those people um like I said before I'm already an introvert but when I'm around my people the people that I love I'm very like out there I'm fun I'm outgoing you know I'm funny I'm goofy but I will say that being in front of a camera is kind of intimidating so I think I'm one of those people who can downplay it because it's like you get really in your head and you get really subconscious about yourself, knowing that this device is recording you, your every move It's kind of like, not even just what you're doing or what you're saying. It's kind of like, how am I looking? Like, do I have a pimple today? Um, <laughs> the weather's changing, are my lips peeling? Oh my God. Oh, my eyes bloodshot, I'm tired. Like, So I'm one of those people who definitely downplay it to try to keep as little attention on me as possible.
0: <laughs> now, do you think that's gonna be something you're gonna continue presenting going forward because i'm sure that you guys are going to get a season two and go on because based on what i've heard about the show the show is going to be a vibe that's needed in this space and i'm sure that the people will will latch on to it do you think that that's something that's going to continue in your characteristics going forward just because you're an introverted person or do you think that some of that was just like first season jitters getting used to being on camera and all of that stuff
1: um, I'll say it definitely, I think it was more so like the first season jitters. But I will also say, and I think you'll see this on the show, shout out to the cast because they were not allowing me to be my introverted self. So they definitely <laughs> were. Pull, they were pulling the personality out. I'll just say that.
0: Absolutely love that. Now, what have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality television versus just watching it?
1: I think I learned that. mm, That is actually a great question. Thanks for that. I think what I've learned is. I think I just learned the true meaning and the true measure of what work ethic is, because I do think being on a show, it kind of provides that reminder to do great. Because as we spoke about earlier in the interview, it's kind of like, well, what do you think you were portraying or what did you want people to get from you? So again, like I wanted people to kind of just be inspired by me. So the cameras definitely gave me a constant reminder to just kind of push, 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 because don't get me wrong, we're still human. So we have days where we're we're tired. We have days when we're fed up. We have days when we're scared, fearful. We have days when we just don't want to do anything. We have days where we don't want to deal with it. Like, I'm not going to sit on this interview and just make it seem like everything was all sunshine and rainbows, no, we're human. And I'm pretty sure every last one of us had, you know, a moment where not necessarily because of the cameras, but because of just life, that we were tired and we needed a break or we needed uh, kind of like to cope with something so I definitely think that the cameras and the show gave a constant reminder to what we were doing this for and not even when I say what we're doing this I don't mean the show I mean what we're doing what we're doing like why are we following the dreams that we're following it was definitely something that kept us motivated
0: that's brilliant and I can't wait to see that I if there's one thing you know how to do honey it's it is sell a damn show if i wasn't excited to watch this show before i am more than excited to watch it now just listen to you talk about it because i love black sex black excellence personified anybody who's who has seen my youtube channel knows that but yes god i am so excited to see this
1: well hopefully we give you everything that you're looking forward to seeing
0: well, based on the interviews that I've done with you and JT so far, I'm already hooked. So now I just have to see the finished product. So February can't get here fast enough. Shout out to Black History Month. Okay. Shout out to your birthday. Shout out to JT's birthday. And aren't y'all like two days apart?
1: Um, My birthday's on the 4th. Hers is on the 9th. And the crazy thing is Fashion Week is literally right at the both. So actually, it's after my birthday. Her birthday starts Fashion Week. Fashion Week literally starts on February 9th, which is her birthday.
0: Mm-hmm. So fashion is literally in your astrological charts, is what you're saying? Yes. See, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. I will absolutely take that. Now, what keeps you up at night?
1: To be honest, so I'll give you a little something.
0: I'm actually <laughs>
1: dropping. I'm actually going to be launching my third business in the next couple of days. So that's something that's definitely... Kept me up at night, um, and even when I'm sleep, I'm dreaming about it. Like I just, I'm such a perfection. I'm an Aquarius, so I'm kind of like a perfectionist right. of sorts. So I've been up to like four or five o'clock every morning, just making sure like this rollout is going to be amazing. Um, and even when I do go to sleep, I'm thinking and dreaming about what I can do to just make everything better. So you know, that'll be something that you'll see dropping very, very soon within the next couple of days.
0: I am looking forward to it. I am excited. Congratulations, first of all, because me as a Virgo, I, I, I get your Aquarius the house down. So I understand how you are overly meticulous about every little thing down to the very last second, changing things as they're actually happening. Yeah, I completely get it. So happy for you. Thank you. Of course. Now, what does the person today, CEO, multi-entrepreneur, reality television personality, representative of Black excellence and Black men specifically, what does that person say to the person that we spoke about in the beginning of this interview that had just discovered fashion or had or that just realized, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Like, what do you tell that college kid that that just realized, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing?
1: I would tell them to first, never give up. If you really feel like this is what you want to do, then you give it everything you have until it becomes the life that you have always dreamed that you would have. The second thing I would tell them, be yourself. I it would be so I'll be transparent and say, I feel like I wasted so much time thinking I needed to be like other people okay. that it really became it really became a hindrance. Like I was my own worst enemy because I was spending so much time trying to be other people because I thought that's what it took to be successful. I thought that's what it took to be well liked, whatever the case may be. And when I gave that up and really just became being myself and, you know, being myself, uh, voraciously and truthfully and genuinely, that was when I realized like I'm really loved and I'm really accepted and I'm really great at what I do. And it's it, the biggest thing I love that, especially like this year, because I've really leveled up this year uh, compared to any other year. Like I've always mm-hmm. put forth hard work, but this year has really been like a turning point for me. I've gotten so many messages from just people, both people who know me personally and people who really don't just telling me like how uh, proud they are of me, how astonished they are, how inspiring I am, how they're so motivated and would love to sit down with me, pick my brain, you know, things of that sort. And this is all coming from me just being myself, really putting my best foot forward and never giving up. So I would tell anybody who's Young or young or old, you know, thinking that they want to get into this, never give up and be yourself. I don't care what that takes. I don't care who disagrees. Do what you feel you must, but do it as yourself.
0: Absolutely. And I second that one hundred percent And speaking of being yourself, how did we land on the name Kid Pro and why is there two eyes in kid?
1: so fro actually came from so this
0: is going to sound weird
1: my real name is jeffrey and my okay. cousins and family used to always say jeffro like what's up jeffro you get what i'm saying you just kind of like mm-hmm. short you know, or kind of give a nickname jeffrey and as i got older they kind of just took the jeff off you would think that they would take the fro off and call me jeff but you know them being <laughs> creative and being different they took the Jeff off and just started calling me Fro. So I was, you know, that's where my name Fro comes from. Kid, like I said, I'm from New York. So Kid is actually kind of like New York slang. Yeah. So it's kind of just kind of like, um, like saying round or homie. You get what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. Kid was, you know, me being from New York would just be something that I would already be saying. So I just kind of took Kid, put it in front of Fro, and I just put the extra I on there to be different. (laughs)
0: love that because i always wonder you know how people land on their names land on their stage names what went into it what the inspiration was and you know had you not told me that story i would have just ran with thinking that you know there was some sort of connection to huey from the boondocks
1: you know i've actually gotten that before like i've actually had people compare me to huey so that's actually i can see that
0: I can totally see that, you know, young young, you know, new millennial Black Panther basically um revolutionary um you're a black man's black man. Totally see the connection there. And then I then you know, with the context of the interview, it kind of reinforces that 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 thought process. So, I, so it would have totally made sense if, if, you know, you you you, you would have been like, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn and I like Dewey.
1: That would have been a simpler way to put it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But simple is not the most impactful way of life. Sometimes we have to get into the details and compartmentalize and micromanage things to make sure that we get the best result in the grand picture. So don't change that.
1: I will take that advice
0: and definitely won't. This is coming from a Virgo whose DNA is overly analytical. It's worked Mm -hmm. out for me. Go for it. Now, of course, how do you want to be remembered?
1: I want to be remembered as innovative and enterprising. I really want to be remembered as somebody who truly was talented and passionate about what they do and really just inspired by the people who You know just inspired in general not even by a particular type of person i just want to be remembered as being inspired so i just want to be remembered as somebody who ultimately was positive and you know motivated to leave a mark in my community
0: absolutely and so far you've been doing that just with the things that you have been doing and i'm sure that you being on this show is gonna just extend and elevate that to another height so continue doing continue doing what you're doing because you're leaving the legacy that you want to leave so cheers to you thank you of course now my last question for you is where can the people find you and all of the things that you want to promote if you want to accidentally leak the days that jc is dropping the show (laughs) go for it Uh, i'm kidding but yeah where can the people find you FY models all of your your uh groove and your clients, like where can we find all of the things and the things that is KidFro?
1: So you can find me specifically at Kid underscore Fro on all social media platforms. That's Kid with two eyes underscore F-R-O. You can check out everybody at FY Models the same way, FY Models on all social media platforms. And on both both names and both platforms, you will see a link in a bio directly to the FY Models website
0: perfection thank you so much for joining the pod today thank you for giving me a very inspirational conversation um I did this podcast to kind of get away from activism a little bit because I felt mentally drained (laughs) um by you know being on the soapbox and listening to you has kind of really uh given me a hey you know a hit to the spark plug you know a little spark back into the oh there's things that I need to say there's things that need to be said there's things that I need to be doing and I love you know somebody who is instinctually pro-black so it's been really great talking to you
1: well I was I definitely want to say thank you so much for not only interviewing me but providing a platform for other african-american and talented individuals of all kinds I definitely think you're making a change and that's what really
0: matters I appreciate that thank you so much um I just you know to your point of wanting to show people um different ways of being represented in the media that's kind of part of the reason for you know most of the reason why I started this podcast was because I wanted to interview people of all different backgrounds cultures shapes sizes perspectives, and all of that but through the perspective of a black creative but I wanted to give people the platform to be their most authentic selves so that somebody else doesn't feel like they're being their most authentic self and they're by themselves so I wanted to bring as many different types of people as many different types of personalities and perspectives on this show as possible to kind of show as many different types of representation that there is out there so thank you so much for that
1: and we thank you
0: all right y'all let me wrap up because I, I, i have to keep telling y'all y'all not gonna make me cry on my own damn show now (laughs) so i'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here on that note everybody that was our show i appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in stay with me five days a week you know i love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji and i want to give a special special thank you to kid pro for blessing the pod thank you so much i hope to have you back thank you again of course. And I want to remind all of you guys, like I do every day, to be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness, and I put the mess in the message. And until next time, misbehave yourselves. Love you. Bye. Peace.